Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, January 22nd. S&P futures are trading down 26 points. That's about 70 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down 76 points. That's about 60 basis points. The major European indices are off about a percent. You're seeing underperformance in cyclical value, so basic resources, banks, energy, etc. Uh, epicenter names, so the names that are most closely associated with the pandemic are, are um, getting hit very hard. So hotels, airlines, etc. Asia generally finished in the red across the board. So it's risk off price action this morning, obviously, around the planet. You know, I wish there was kind of um, one single headline to point to to justify the pullback, but there really isn't. Um, and, you know, for the time being, I don't think people should read too much into what you were seeing this morning. This is, um, you know, generally just um, a profit taking morning so far. No shift, um, no dramatic shift in terms of the uh, broader macro narrative. Although that said, there are a few themes at play this morning. So, a lot of the Washington linked headlines, the tone has certainly shifted in the last 12 to 18 hours. On Wednesday, it was kind of, um, you know, a, a lot of articles heralding this new sense of bipartisanship and this new atmosphere and era in Washington about how the two sides are going to work together, et cetera, et cetera. I think, um, you know, this morning, it's just, it's a more, um, it, the articles are just painting a more uh, realistic um, view of kind of what's happening where by Biden's agenda is going to face a lot of opposition in Washington. Democrats do have a majority in both uh, the House and the Senate. However, they barely have a majority. And if they do pursue the reconciliation route um, to kind of jam through a large fiscal bill at this point in time, that probably is going to imperil the rest of Biden's agenda, um, you know, probably for the duration of his presidency. And I, so I, I think the White House is, is trying to avoid reconciliation. They are trying to get um, some Republicans on board and get to 60 senators to kind of pass part one of the fiscal agenda. Remember, this is just part one. There's another big fiscal package coming in a couple of weeks that they're going to try to push through. So I think it's more just, again, reflective of reality. I think what you kind of, some of the commentary on Wednesday was um, just not very realistic as far as what was plausible in, uh, as far as Washington is concerned. So that's one factor that's certainly weighing a little bit on um, on the markets this morning. The other, I would say, is COVID. Although again, not there weren't really any major new developments you are just kind of seeing the tenor of focus shift away from vaccine optimism a little bit back towards just the near-term backdrop of you know elevated cases, elevated hospitalizations, more lockdown announcements, et cetera, especially in Europe. Um, there was an article that hit last night talking about how Japan is going to cancel outright the Olympics. The government came out and denied that report. That's just kind of feeding into the sense that um, you know, it's you are still looking at um, you know a very grim backdrop at least for the next several months before you start to see the vaccine pace really accelerate. Um, you know, you saw a bunch of movies get delayed again. So James Bond, which is kind of watched very closely as the big marquee movie that's that's due out, that was pushed from uh, back until the end of this year. So again, that's the latest um, pushback for for that movie, and just again pointing to how COVID is still 
creating enormous problems for certain pockets of the economy. The flash PMIs were out this morning. This is the first look at the month of January in terms of the broader economic landscape. Um, you know, they really weren't horrible. Um, and I don't think they really should be surprising to anyone, but they do suggest that there was a downtick in economic activity in January versus December. Obviously, COVID is playing a big role. Services in particular getting hit versus manufacturing, which is holding up better. Um, you know, no one can really blame earnings for what's occurring this morning. There were certainly some disappointments in the U.S. last night. Um, IBM is probably the big one. But all the other reports out of uh, the U.S. last night and Europe this morning were, were generally pretty positive. Intel put up spectacular numbers for Q4. The guidance was ahead for March. You certainly can take issue with the lack of clarity around manufacturing. That was supposed to come last night. That's now going to wait until the new CEO takes over. Um, but in general, just the pure numbers were very strong. Siemens issued an upside pre-announcement. Volkswagen just came out a couple of minutes ago, issued um, you know positive commentary around Q4. Remy Contour, the the liquor company in France had very positive numbers. So, um, you know, CSX, PPG, Seagate, you know, they weren't spectacular last night in the US, then they're probably not going to rally the names, but just on a fundamental perspective, um, you know, very strong numbers. So earnings are still, um, you know, coming in very well for, for Q4. Um, you know, certainly in financials, one can make the case that a lot of the upside is is illusionary, and it's just kind of this reverse of some of the credit provisions that took place in 2020. And that that's fair, um, but still, the Q4 season is very strong, so it's very difficult to kind of blame earnings. Um, you know, I think w- to me, one of the biggest macro developments in the last 48 hours was the ECB yesterday. Not so much the ECB itself, but the market's interpretation of the ECB, where you had Lagarde acknowledge some positive macro developments, including vaccines, including the Brexit deal, including political clarity in the U.S. And that was construed as her being hawkish. And you saw yields rise le- yesterday in Europe and the U.S. Um, Again, and and then the narrative blamed kind of this hawkish tone from Lagarde. Um, you know, I don't think anyone can realistically take look at central banks anywhere and claim that they're being hawkish. Um, you know, the ECB is purchasing trillions of dollars of euros. They have rates in negative territory. Um, but I think that kind of speaks to the heart of what is the market's biggest issue right now, um, which is it's this kind of inherent contradiction sitting at the heart of the bull thesis where... Investors assume they can have enormous stimulus, they can have this vaccine-induced economic boom, and expect yields not to move up at all, um, thus preserving the multiple expansion that you saw in 2020, which was driven by the collapse in yields. Um, you know, I think that at some point in time, those are going to become mutually exclusive. Either you're going to have huge stimulus um, and an economic recovery, and yields are going to have to rise to reflect that, and that's going to undermine some of the multiple expansion. Um, or one of those one of those things you know will have to reverse, um, and I think that to me is kind of the big issue with this market. It's not so much that COVID is worse than expected, or that you know Biden's going to have a tougher time than anticipated. It's more just um, you know if you do have the economic recovery continue, you do have vaccine, the vaccination pace accelerate, um, and you have all the stimulus yields are going to have to rise. And, and that really the multiple expansion process has been the largest driver of the rally. Um, so that's kind of long-winded discussion this morning of, um, you know, a variety of different themes and trends, but again, it's just for now, um, it's just kind of a a single day of risk off price action. I wouldn't read too much into it. Uh, for the calendar today, you have the U S flash PMIs at 945. You have more earnings, although no one really major is reporting today. You have a couple more regional banks, uh, Schlumberger, but nothing super major today. Um, as far as earnings are concerned, obviously you're going to have 
Uh, the focus stay on Washington. Biden is due to make some more announcements, a couple of more executive actions, including expanding food availability to um, in the U.S. to you know to families that are going hungry, um, and then any any more developments as far as the whole um, fiscal process is concerned, logistics around it. Um, you know, Biden's team is going to be reaching out uh, to kind of centrist, quote unquote, senators over the weekend to discuss its fiscal agenda. Um, the House is going to start working next week in terms of drafting some of the bills. Um, but again, the House isn't the, the problem. The big issue is, is the Senate um, and then reconciling the House and the Senate. Uh, just quickly looking into next week, you know, you have a few macro events, including the Fed on Wednesday. You're going to have the first look at Q4 GDP in the U.S. on Thursday, and then Germany on Friday. Um, you're also going to have some U.S. inflation readings, which will be in focus, but it's very much earnings that are the real kind of, um, that are going to be the real development next week. Uh, I lay everything on the piece this morning. I'll have specific previews for the major earnings reports um, out over the weekend, um, but that will be kind of the main area of focus for next week. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.